Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, AKA Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Catherine Fitzgerald. She is a writer, speaker, certified coach, and founder of Brass Tacks with Heart Executive Coaching. She helps founders, owners, and C-suite executives and their teams to build businesses that fuel their lives and not consume them. I have Rick Alcantara. He does public relations, digital marketing, crisis communication at Rick Alcantara Consulting. And I have Jim Tam. He is a principal client director with Corn Ferries Digital Group, where he advises organizations on how to improve their sales effectiveness through using world-class sales methodology and technology. The question I have today, how do you network and stay in touch in the virtual world? Rick, kick us off. Well, I do a lot of networking, both in person and virtually. And, and of course, this is a great avenue to kind of network. We talk before the program. We talk after the program. Uh, I'm on the uh, virtual calls with the Chamber of Commerce. I get together once a month with some of my buddies. We talk online, just talk about what we're doing in our lives, what we're doing in work. Uh, a lot of the associations I belong to, we have virtual events, uh, I have virtual board meetings. I host a, a monthly program where I get to meet with a lot of folks as well. When I'm looking to bring on a new client, most of the time we're doing it virtually. I also belong to a couple of different networking groups uh, where we get together every month and uh, we just discuss kind of what's going on in our businesses and uh, some opportunities to perhaps work with each other, partner with each other, or, hey, do you hear of an opportunity? This is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think in this day and age, there's almost no excuse not to not to stay connected with your um, network virtually. Anybody who knows me knows that I I love to network because I think it's invaluable. Especially if you're in sales or like Rick and Catherine who have their own business, you need to make sure that you get your name out there. I always subscribe to the notion that your network is your net worth, mm. and it's so important to kind of continue to build that up with social media, with text, and even if you're driving in your car, why listen to the radio when you can just give somebody a call and just kind of talk to them maximize the time to reach people and get to know people because people will remember you and it stays top of mind if they need something or if you can help them or they can help you. But I think this is kind of where maybe work and also your personal life intersects because you actually start building friendships that lead to professional relationships later on too. I, I agree with both of you. I think it is critical to our, our world and our livelihoods to stay connected. This has been a lifelong habit for me, maybe because I started as a very young person working in a volunteer capacity for as a spokesperson for a nonprofit, and then in sales for many, many years. And even when I was the CEO of a nonprofit, I always said I was in sales. I was selling the mission of the nonprofit when I spoke anywhere in the world. And so I've collected all of these contacts and I became very compulsive over the years before all this social media and LinkedIn and all these things of loading every name, every phone number, how I know them in my contacts. Mm -hmm. And so today my contacts are enormous. And many times I look at the name and go, because mm. <laughs> I've known them for so long. I have always been one of those people that if I have a conversation here and I connect and I think, oh, there's this might be a good person for that person to meet. And so I do a lot of introductions in my world. And I think that's just fun, but it's also really productive. Mm -hmm. So it works both ways. 
So I spend a lot of time on interesting calls, having interesting conversations, either one-on-one -on -one with people or in groups. Like I often will join a group that's like, oh, we're talking about this today. Okay, I'll pop in and have that conversation. Yeah. And if I'm on a Zoom call that has 20 or 30 people, I am fastidious about making sure I write down the names mm -hmm. of all of the people on that call. And then I follow up with them on LinkedIn and say, hey, would you like to connect? And if they connect, which most of them do, I'll say, I saw you on this call. Then I'll say, would you like to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation? And I have to be careful because my calendar will get packed with one-on-one -on -one chit chatty, who are you? Do you want to be on quick hits kind of conversations, which are great, but also very time consuming. Yeah. And a lot of it comes yeah. down to, are you bringing value to the conversation? And if you are bringing value to the conversation, there'll probably be get additional conversations. A prime example of this, uh, a week ago, I hopped on a call for on behalf of one of my clients. It's a women's business networking platform that I got her enrolled in. And I just attended uh, in her stead. And I and I just was talking and I was contributing to the conversation. And as a result of that, I've got four meetings scheduled um, this week with people from that call. I, I didn't go in with the intention of scheduling any meetings. It just worked out that way. If you're bringing something of value, people value that. And then they say, hey, let's, let's chat. If you're not trying to sell them something all the time. Yes, so true. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I think you also have to balance quantity with quality, where it's very important to have genuine relationships. But I know a lot of people who is a, who are professional networkers and they have very superficial relationships, and people kind of see right through that too. Yeah. I mean, just the other day, I I got an I got a LinkedIn request and somebody just attached a resume who I haven't spoken to for years, and it's like, okay, I don't mind helping you out, but it'd be nice to have a conversation first before you ask me for help. But that was the yeah. way that he did it, and it was just like, okay, it just seemed very disingenuous, and uh, I just realized that some people don't know how to treat their network because it could backfire too. Well, that's a good I point. Agree. So should we go there? <laughs> I feel like I could reach out to any one of the three of you at any time and say, hey, I would like X, Y, Z. Do you know anybody that can do that? And you would gladly help me. But you and I talk on a regular basis because you're mm -hmm. part of the Quick Hits community. How do you stay up with people if you don't have something as easily as Quick Hits to make it happen? Well, for me, I think it's social media. I'm on, I'm on social media all the time. As Robin knows, I'm on LinkedIn like fastidiously every day. So people see me. They know what I'm about. They know what I'm talking about, things that interest me. You can publish a newsletter. That's another way to get mm -hmm. people's eyeballs uh, and keep up, keep abreast of what you're working on. Like you said, phone calls, emails, or just, just kind of stay front of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say you need to be intentional about it. And, mm -hmm. and maybe it's about blocking time to do just that, to run through your contacts and reach out to people you haven't spoken to in a long time. But I think building relationships is really the key to this rather than the superficial, hey, let's connect and see what value we can add. And then, yeah. oh, you get a sales solicitation immediately following that email. And, right. and then it's, I have this great sales funnel that I can fix your business. It feels like a one size fits all solution. Now, as a coach, I'm pretty hypersensitive to that because I get hit up all the time. I would never want my client or a, anyone who knows what I do to think that that's who I am because I really try hard to be very customized in my approach, both from a coaching standpoint, but also in a relationship. I want to know more about them. I don't want to just be on the surface. There is a real double-edged sword with the social mm -hmm. media, because mm -hmm. I think it's very easy to make a post, interact very light and never go deep in any conversation or any relationship. But I think there are a lot of people who it's just easier to 
be all about themselves and not really take the interest in other people. Mm -hmm. That's one of the challenges of the virtual side is you're not getting that human contact, the face-to-face -face kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the downsides. I'm president of a trade association. We haven't been able to meet in person for two years. Uh, we keep talking about it, but it just seems much more convenient for us to do it virtually. And I see other organizations that are still facing the same problem. Mm -hmm. I think you lose some of that uh, interest and engagement that you have mm -hmm. when meeting somebody face-to-face. And, and the groups that I see having the biggest challenge are students coming around a school who don't know how to network or people who have been in an established job for 15 years or 20 years. They've never had to really network as part of their job. So mm -hmm. now all of a sudden, if they're looking for work, where do they start? They have no idea where to begin or how to do it. Yeah, I do give webinars about networking. The thing I keep reminding people is that networking is about giving first and not taking. And if you intentionally go into a relationship or a conversation saying, how can I help you? People are more willing to say, okay, let's have a conversation. But if you're always going and say, hey, what can I get out of this person? That relationship's going to die fast. I, I agree with that. There is something though I have to be careful of because I will get a lot of junior people who want to spend time with me and my calendar will get filled up with junior people who want to pick my brain. And I'm more than happy to help some of them, but I also have to be able to talk to the high level senior successful people who are my clients. So I have to balance that in my calendar with how much time do I allow for people who need my help and how much time do I spend reaching out to people who work with and know and are the people who are going to hire me. And I think that that's an interesting balance. One quick funny story before I, I end it. When I first met my husband, I said to him, hey, you and I should get together and have coffee. We can talk about our businesses. And he said to me, I don't think our businesses can help each other. And so now he and I have a running joke. So I'll say to him, hey, you want to have coffee? He'll go, I don't think our businesses can help each other. <laughs> I love it. You have to stick with it. I had to ask him out four times before he finally said yes. So networking is about following up and, and being involved. And, you know, you might end up married to them. So <laughs> thank you all for having this conversation with me. I look forward to speaking to you each again very soon. Thank you.